It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Tuesday. I don't even know what day it is. Made it to a Tuesday. It is June 14th, Flag Day. Welcome into Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. M&M Carnage hotline is open. 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. I've got a new read for Thornton's text line. It's not short, and I'm going to blow it up, mess it up a couple times like I do all of these new live reads, but here we go. It is Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000 all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter, and that's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. It's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. If you're not a Refreshing Rewards member, text REWARDS to 80313 today. That's 80313. Text REWARDS to become a Refreshing Rewards member and get involved in the Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Eh, not too bad. Yeah, did all right. Um, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Thursday, don't forget, it'll be sports movie day. We are focusing on golf movies this Thursday. You can send me yours on the Thornton's text line. I will add the voting in, 502 502- 414-1450. I need your top three golf movies that you have ever seen. Period. There's some good uh, good options out there. Good options. No doubt about it. All right. The uh, Celtics are in the, uh, I don't know. They're, they're in trouble. Steph Curry last night was 0 for 9 from three-point land. 0 for 9. He was 7 of 22 from the field. He scored 16 points. He did have eight assists. He didn't play well. Well, he didn't shoot well. He didn't play particularly poorly, but he's a defensive liability. He he passed well, but when he's 0 for 9 from 3, 7 of 22 from the field, the Celtics have to steal that game. They did not. 104-94, Golden State won, wins again. I don't know what Boston's offense, offensive philosophy is, it appears to be Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, bring the ball up court, set some screens out top, somebody drive to the hoop, and then look outside for a three-point shooter. That's it. And that's every time. Robert Williams doesn't get touches down low. Al Horford, who had nine points and nine rebounds, doesn't get touches down low, where Boston seems to have a huge advantage. Bigger, stronger, more athletic inside the paint. But they continue to shoot three-pointers, and it didn't do them any good last night. You are not going to beat Golden State, even when Steph has an off-shooting night when you score 94 points. Warriors now lead the series three games to two. They go back to Boston for now what is a must-win for the Celtics on Thursday night. If there's a game seven, it'll be Sunday evening. 
Andrew Wiggins was a number one overall draft choice by the Minnesota Timberwolves some years ago. Not sure what year. It seems like he's been in the league for somewhere between eight and ten years. I'm, I'm guessing that's close to being right. And he was a lost puppy at Minnesota. They wanted him to score, and that's about it. Last night he had 26 points, 13 rebounds in, a, in game five of the NBA Finals. That's what a number one draft pick should do, 26 and 13. In game four in Boston, he had 17 points and 16 rebounds. This is not a good rebounding team. Draymond Green gets a bunch of rebounds because he has to. Wiggins has decided, I'm going to get a bunch of rebounds, and he's done a great job of it. Klay Thompson had 21. He hit five of 11 three-pointers. Here's what great teams do. This is what great teams do. When their star player isn't playing well or shooting well, other guys step up. If other guys don't step up, you lose. You're not a great team. And there's no Kevin Durant around here anymore. James Wiseman is, uh, has been injured, not who they thought he was going to be. Jonathan Kaminga, not ready. Andre Iguodala is a little long in the tooth. He is no longer the player that was finals MVP. This is not the 2017 Warriors or the 2015 Warriors. This is not a great team. It's a bunch of really good players with a great player in Steph Curry. Yet they won last night against a better team, a more athletic team, a more talented team in the Boston Celtics. How do you do it? You have experience, and everybody contributes. The bench outscored the Warriors bench outscored the Celtics bench thirty-one to ten. That's how you win in a game when your star isn't shooting well. Jordan Poole had fourteen. Gary Payton the second, who was a forgotten man, had fifteen. Remember, he got injured earlier in the playoffs on sort of a dirty play. Sort of a dirty play. And you thought he was done for the playoffs, but he came back earlier in the finals, and he was an energetic factor last night. Turnovers. Golden State had six. Six turnovers. Boston had 18. Jason Tatum is now the all-time leader in a, a single postseason for most turnovers. Now, before you say Jason Tatum's overrated, which is the first thing I said when I heard that stat. Since the ABA-NBA merger, Jason Tatum has more turnovers in a single postseason than any player in history of the NBA since the merger, which was 1976-77. Whose record did he beat? LeBron James. Shaq is up there in that number of turnovers in a single postseason. So before you say Jason Tatum stinks, the fact of the matter is he's playing a whole lot of minutes. He is relied upon a lot. He's got the ball in his hands a lot. And Jason Tatum, I don't know if he's built to be a star. And this Celtics team might still be a year away. 
Remember in January, early January, mid-January, talking hairdos, talking talking heads like myself were saying, you got to break this Celtics team up. They're never going to get anywhere. Jalen Brown, Jake, Jason Tatum, they do the same things. They can't coexist. There's not enough basketballs on the court at one time for them to play together. Marcus Smart is never going to be what Marcus Smart is. Six, six pick in the draft is supposed to be. Well, here they are in the NBA Finals, down three games to two. So it was too early to break them up. We were wrong, is what I'm saying. We were wrong about that this year. But if Jason Tatum is going to be the Jason Tatum that we think he can be, the Celtics might really actually have to break the duo up. They might actually have to break them up. Jason Tatum goes to the rim, he beats guys off the dribble, and then he passes out of it. He doesn't want the contact. He doesn't go up against a double team in the lane when he has the advantage. He's throwing it out to Marcus Smart and Al Horford and Jalen Brown for three-pointers. I think he needs to get a point guard in Boston that is an actual point guard so that he doesn't have to be the point guard. When you look at the box score, Marcus Smart is listed as the point guard. He had two assists last night. He had two assists, and he had four turnovers. He's not a point guard. He's never been a point guard. He's been a shooting guard who hit 7 out of 15 last night. He's a pretty good shooter. He hit half of his three-pointers last night. But he's not a point guard. He's listed as a point guard. Because Jalen Brown is a shooting guard, and Jason Tatum is a small forward, and Al Horford is a power forward. But I've seen all of those guys bring the ball up the floor. And you can add Derek White to the list of people that bring the ball up the floor. You can add Peyton Pritchard to the list of guys that bring the ball up the floor. The Celtics are missing a point guard. They have a center in Robert Williams III who can defend the basket and rebound, defend around the rim. They've got a lot of guys that can shoot. They've got some guys that can play defense. Best defensive team in the league, points per game-wise. They don't have a point guard. They don't, and that's what they need. How do you get a really good, a terrific point guard? You trade Jalen Brown for a point guard. I think that's the move. Because even though these guys have put whatever they were doing wrong together behind them and are doing everything right together to get to the finals, it can't last. Jason Tatum going to get paid. Jalen Brown's going to get paid. They're going to get paid. Celtics can't afford to keep both of them because they'll have nobody else on the roster. They need to go out and get a very good, serviceable point guard for next season. Now, I'm not saying this, this – uh, Finals is over yet. We've seen crazy things happen. Celtics have a home game in Boston, and as I say all the time, you can never tell what's going to happen in a Game 7. Anybody can beat anybody in a Game 7. Hockey, baseball, basketball, anybody can beat anybody in Game 7. Turnovers, I mentioned Warriors had six. Boston had 18 turnovers last night. There's how you win 
when your best player is not shooting well. You don't turn the ball over. You get contributions out of your bench. You do something that you don't do very often. You rebound the basketball. Celtics won the rebound battle last night, 60-43. to But as I watched that fourth quarter, every important rebound, on the defensive end especially, Golden State got it. The Celtics only had eight offensive rebounds last night. They usually, in this series, they've gotten a lot more than that. Now, I mentioned this on Friday. The uh, third quarter, fourth quarter discrepancies. Going into Friday's game, Golden State had outscored Boston 106-63 to in the third quarter. Last night, the Celtics turned it around. They outscored the Warriors 35-24. They turned a 12-point halftime deficit into a one-point end-of-the-third-quarter deficit. And the Celtics would have led had Jordan Poole not thrown in a 33-foot, three-point bank shot at the horn at the end of the period. But the Celtics have owned the fourth quarter in this series. Not last night. Warriors outscored the Celtics 29-20. And this goes back to what I said Friday and what I said yesterday. Experience matters. They've been there. Midway through the fourth quarter is about the time I said it looks like the Warriors know they're going to win and the Celtics know they're going to lose. Body language is a real thing. And the Celtics' body language when they got down five or six fairly early in that fourth quarter was not good. And the Warriors' body language and the crowd noise was all in their favor. They looked like they knew they were going to win. When they needed Clay to hit a couple of threes, he did. When they needed Poole and Peyton off the bench to make some plays, they did. And the Celtics didn't respond. So we go to game six. It is Thursday, 9 o'clock, ABC in the TD Garden in Boston. The Celtics are a four-point favorite. The over-under, 210.5. Didn't come close to that last night. The over-under went way under last night. Golden State was a four-point favorite. They won by 10. I gave you Boston. E me. My bad. But once again, all five games in this series have been decided by at least 10 points. When you win, you win fairly easily. At least at the end of the game, you win fairly easily. When you lose, it feels like you weren't in the game. That's not the case. Game one, Golden State led by 12 after the third quarter. Celtics won by 12. They outscored the Warriors by 24 in the fourth quarter. Game two, Golden State won easy. Blowout at home. A game they needed to win. Not a must win, but they needed to win. There's a difference. Game three, Celtics make the plays in the fourth quarter again. Game four, Celtics blow a lead, get outscored 17-3 to the last four minutes of that game. So here's the series in a nutshell, the last two fourth quarters. Celtics get outscored 17-3 to on their home court to lose game four, 
outscored 17-3 to end the game and lose the game by 10 on their home court. Last night, they lose the fourth quarter 29-20 in a game that's even going into that fourth quarter. Experience matters, and experience comes to the forefront. All right, Phil Mickelson arrived at the U.S. Open. He faced the media yesterday. Uh, He didn't say a lot. Will there be a college basketball game on an aircraft carrier again this year? Perhaps. The NFL mini camps open today. A lot of contract things to talk about there. Uh, Former UofL Cardinal basketball player was arrested on a felony drug charge about a month ago. We're just hearing about that. And news from Churchill Downs as well. We'll take a break. Come back with all of that. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open 384 1450. 502 384 1450. Thornton's text line open as well 502 414 1450. Download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for savings on fuel every day. It is a shady raised day. Man, it's hot. Uh, public service announcement stay in out of the heat. That's all I can tell you. I'm uh, going to a buddy's house. Got a nice pool in the backyard after the show today. Got some adult beverages iced up. Um, I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, look, if you're going to be outside, hydrate, stay careful. And that's going to be the rest of the week. High 90s. In fact, Churchill Downs has uh, canceled Wednesday racing tomorrow due to excessive heat. Expected 105 to 108 heat index tomorrow. So uh, no racing at Churchill Downs. This is the second time in the track history that they've canceled races due to excessive heat. The other time was June 28th, 2012. I don't remember that day. Probably because I stayed indoors. But, um, yeah, no racing. So it's a shady race type of day today. It will be tomorrow. It will be the day after that. And, um, you know, if you're tired of buying expensive sunglasses, you break them, you lose them. Now, let me tell you about Shady Rays. It's an independent American-owned company started in Kentucky. Shady Rays is changing the way you, the way you wear sunglasses. They offer an industry-best combination of fit, style, performance. Without the big brand price tag, doesn't stop at the quality. Shady Rays offers the most insane warranty in all of eyewear. Every pair backed by the lost and broken replacements. You lose your... Lose your pair of sunglasses, you break them, you're in the pool today, and you, they come off, and you step on them underneath there. That's, that's, that's never good. You get a free pair. They'll send you a brand-new pair, wear with confidence, wherever you wear shades. Uh, also, Shady Rays provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. They've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair. Return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is offering 25% off. You can try them out, see what they're all about. Use code BIGX at checkout for 25% all adult shades. That's ShadyRays.com. 
I'll have mine on in the pool in approximately uh, 45 minutes. Very exciting. All right, the College World Series is set. Auburn knocks off third-seeded Oregon State last night 4-3. to three. Uh, Stanford had no trouble with uh, UConn yesterday in Game 3 of that series, so we're ready to go. Game 1 in Omaha, Friday, June this Friday, June 17th, Oklahoma and Texas A&M. Game 2 will be Notre Dame and Texas. Those games are 2 o'clock and 7 o'clock, respectively. Uh, Saturday, 2 o'clock and 7 o'clock as well. You've got uh, Arkansas against Stanford and then Ole Miss against Auburn in an SEC matchup. Four SEC teams make the uh, College World Series. Uh, You've got Oklahoma out of the Big 12 along with Texas, so two Big 12 teams, Uh, Notre Dame out of the ACC, and Stanford out of the Pac-12. So the SEC continues to dominate uh, college baseball. They seem to dominate college football, and now they uh, continue to dominate college baseball. Phil Mickelson arrived at the U.S. Open at Brookline, just outside of Boston. He sat in his car for a while. The media is there. The media, look, they're going to be there, Phil. You got to get ready. Uh, he showed up at, according to the the um, report I read, at twelve forty six Eastern Time, PM yesterday, uh, and had a one o'clock scheduled news conference. Media availability. Now, he didn't say a whole lot. He dodged most of the questions, you know, uh, do, you know, what if you can't ever play? On, are you at peace with not playing on the PGA Tour again? Well, you know, I'd like to play on both tours. I'd like to play in, in the majors. Uh, hopefully we can come to an agreement where our live tour players can continue to work if they want to on the PGA Tour. He didn't say if he was going to be at peace. He didn't, again, you talk long enough. And John Calipari's great at this. You talk long enough, you don't have to answer the question. Just say what you want to say without actually answering the questions. Uh, the human rights question, the 9-11 questions, he got all of those, and he dodged them talking about how he had empathy and sympathy, sympathy and empathy for the families of 9-11 victims. And, you know, he never addressed the actual question. Uh he wasn't wearing anything with any sponsorship on it except Phil Mickelson logos. Um, you know, talked about uh, the Live Tour growing the game worldwide. He was in the uh, London. He was in London for the Live Tour for six days. I don't know how much you grow the game if you're there for six days, because he's back in the United States now. He's back in Boston. The next live tour event is in Portland, Oregon. There are live tour events in at Doral in Miami, at Trump National in Washington. Uh, there's one in Chicago. Half of the events are in the United States, so I don't know how you're growing the game worldwide. One of the events is in Thailand. All right. Just say, I took the money. I wanted the money, so I took the money. I don't know why that's difficult for these guys to say. It sounds greedy. It sounds selfish. Say, look, they made me an offer that I, it, I couldn't refuse. You ever watch the movie Heaven Can Wait with Warren Beatty, one of my favorites? The owner of the Rams sells his team. And when he's asked what kind of hardball 
did they bring to the table? He said, well, I asked for $75 million, and they gave it to me. And the other guy says, oh, they're heartless. Yeah, that's what happened here. You know, I'm sure the conversation with DJ was like, uh, what do you want? And DJ said, well, I'll tell you what. Give me $100 million and I'll come over and play. And the Saudis or Greg Norman said, sure, no problem. I- I'm sorry, what? You're going to give me $100 million? Yeah, no problem. Bryson DeChambeau, same thing. Phil. Phil said, give me 200 How about $200 million? They're not gonna-. And he looked at Amy and said, they're not going to give me $200 million. And they said, yeah, no problem. You got it. But you're, you're actually going to give me $200 million? First of all, it's going to get me out of uh, a lot of gambling debt. Uh, but how do you turn down $200 million? You put the blinders on to who's giving it to you. That's what you do. Uh, so he'll play in the U.S. Open. Dustin Johnson is going to play. Patrick Reed. Taylor Gooch, uh, I was surprised to see, is in the U.S. Open field. He played over on the Live Tour last weekend. Charles Schwartzel will be the answer to the trivia question, who won the first ever Live Tour event? Um, he shot four under. Uh, I don't know if he's playing at the U.S. Open. I didn't look. Sergio will be there. Ian Poulter. So, you know, you got a lot of guys that played over there. Again, U.S. Open is not under PGA's jurisdiction. It's under the U.S. Golf Association, the USGA. So, um the interesting part to me will be Thursday morning or afternoon when some of these guys tee off, whether it's Dustin Johnson or Taylor Gooch or Phil Mickelson. What is the crowd reaction when they're announced? Teeing off next up on the tee from San Diego, California, major champion Phil Mickelson. I think we're going to hear a whole lot of boos. Because we're outside of Boston, all right? These are sports fans. They, they know what's going on. They are well aware of the consternation between these players and the PGA Tour. And I promise you, a Boston fan is going to take the American side here. And not the American player, the American side. And I expect nothing but boo birds for Phil. There'll be some cheers. Phil's a beloved player, always has been on the PGA Tour by fans. There'll be some cheers, but they're going to be mixed in with a lot of booze. Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, whenever he tees off, it's going to be very interesting. All right, Montrez Harrell was arrested on uh, May 12th. We're just hearing about it now, but uh, Charlotte Hornet, former UofL Cardinal, on a felony drug charge. Apparently, he had vacuum. He was pulled over in Richmond, Kentucky for a traffic violation. Apparently, he was tailgating another car, driving too close to the guy in front of him. So he's pulled over. The state police officer smells marijuana, searches the car, finds vacuum-sealed bags of marijuana, three pounds worth. So... Montrez Harrell was arrested for trafficking in a controlled substance under five pounds. It is punishable by up to five years in federal prison. It's not good for Montrez. Now, he's not going to get five years. He's not. Um, I'm sure he'll pay a big, big fine, and that'll be the end of that. He's a free agent this summer. And Montrez Harrell, if you watch NBA basketball, he brings a lot to whatever team he plays for. Played for the Lakers, played for the Clippers for a while. 
Now he, he got traded to Charlotte, averaged, I don't know, about 11 points off the bench there. He is a terrific role, pe- role player and a pretty darn good six-man in the NBA. So just a story to keep an eye on. Uh, happened May 12th. Here we are a month and two days later. Found out last night uh, that uh, he was arrested on this felony drug charge. Very interesting stuff. Um, Louisville's hearing, by the way, before the Independent Accountability Panel starts Friday in Los Angeles. These things, you don't hear about them for a year, maybe longer. And then all of a sudden, they either got a notice from the NCAA or they filed a response. Now, usually it happens on a Friday afternoon because that's when the news dump happens. Anything negative People try to get out on Friday afternoon. The Lakers, for example, announced on a Friday afternoon that Monday or Tuesday, the next week, they were going to announce Darvin Ham as their new coach. And everybody went, oh, wow, Darvin Ham. By Monday morning, there are other things in the news in the sports world to worry about. Other things have happened over the weekend. You're not worried about who the Lakers coach is. That's what you do when you think it might be unpopular. Louisville did it with the Katina Powell thing. That happened on a Friday night. It broke on a Friday night. Um, this, most of these things break on Friday afternoon, 4 o'clock. Too late to uh, do anything about it, media-wise. So when Louisville announces that the NCAA has sent them a list of allegations, they, they might get it on a Tuesday. They don't tell you about it till Friday afternoon. When they file their response, they might file the response on a Monday morning. You're not going to hear about it till Friday afternoon, same week. But Los Angeles, this Friday, Louisville's hearing before the Independent Accountability Panel starts. Now, remember, there is no appeal after this. You give up your right to appeal. North Carolina State did it. They got sort of hit, you know, a little slap on the wrist. Uh, other schools of the Oklahoma State, I believe, did it this way. So whatever this accountability panel comes back with, that's what you live with. If they come back and say, um, you've already you know, time served, you already took yourself out of an NCAA tournament, so we're going to thank you for that, and uh, let's just move on. Great. But they could also come back and say, look, you're not going to be in a tournament for another year or two years, and you're going to lose scholarships. And you're going to lose, uh, you know, coaches right to go out and recruit on the road. Whatever it is, Louisville's going to have to deal with it. They're going to have to accept it. The chief panelist is uh, of Hibbert Sports, Vice President David Bank of Hibbert Sports. He is a member of the Court of Arbitration for Sport, which is based in Switzerland. I don't know why he's the chief panelist. I don't know how many people are on the panel. But there it is. Uh, Credit goes to Tim Sullivan, the Courier-Journal, for that news. Louisville's hearing before the Independent Accountability Panel starts Friday. Again, how long does it take? I don't know. Will we know anything by the start of football season, basketball season? I don't know. You can't imagine that these people on this panel want this to last very long. So I would guess... If you're starting a hearing on June 17th, I would say by the middle of July we'll know something. 
hopefully something substantial. Hopefully something where the university, Josh Hurd, Kenny Payne, can just push this all behind them and say, okay, that's over. This is a new era. This is the Kenny Payne, Josh Hurd era, and we move forward. We'll see how that works. I don't know the answer. All right, talk some baseball on the other side. NFL mini camps opening today. Um, Gonzaga and Michigan State might play on an aircraft carrier. We'll talk about that. Uh, bad news for the Atlanta Braves yesterday, and the Reds actually won a game. We'll talk about all that on the other side. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline open, 384-1450. like to be part of the show, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 414-1450. It is Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000, and that's going to happen all summer with the grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter, and that's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. It's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. Not a Refreshing Rewards member? Then text REWARDS to 80313 today. That's REWARDS to 80313. And take part in the Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Also hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502 502- 414-1450. Gonzaga and Michigan State are uh, working on a way to play a college basketball game on an aircraft carrier this coming season. There's a lot of red tape involved when you try to do something like that. The, the government, I'm not sure they're uh, really excited about giving up one of their aircraft carriers to put a court on it, put some uh, stands in there, very few stands, but put, put some bleachers in there and and play a college basketball game. I'm not sure that's at the top of their list of things to do with our military equipment, but here we go. They're going to try to do it. I hope they do. It's always fun to watch. Uh, Mark Few, Tom Izzo, trying to get this together. All right, great. That'd be fun. All right, bats uh, off day yesterday. They're on the road at Durham tonight. 635 first pitch, 605 right here on the Big X, Nick Curran. We'll uh, bring you all the action from Durham, North Carolina, the Bats, and the Durham Bulls. NFL news, mini camps open today. Uh, the big story is Baker Mayfield. Now, the Browns don't want him, right? He has worn out his welcome in Cleveland, and they've got Deshaun Watson. However, Deshaun Watson has 26 civil suits. Now it's, the number's up to 26. You know, when you don't know how many civil suits are against you, that's too many. But the number now stands at 26. He's probably going to be suspended by the NFL for at least eight games, if not the whole season. So if you're the Browns, you would think they would try to smooth things over with Baker Mayfield in case they need a quarterback. They're not doing that. Rumors have it today. 
uh, reports, Sports Illustrated, uh, the first to report today, that uh, the talks have amped up between the Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield wants a fresh new start. Carolina's Matt Rule, the head coach, is under the gun. He is on the hot seat. He needs to win now. Now, Sam Darnold is still on a guaranteed contract for one more year in Carolina. They traded for him. That hasn't worked out very well for Matt Rule. They drafted Matt Corral, a University of Mississippi quarterback, uh, early in this year's draft. So if you bring in Baker Mayfield, I have to think you're trading one of those two guys to Cleveland. You don't want to trade Matt Corral because really you don't know what you have. You might have a future NFL star. And if you give him up now, this early, for Baker Mayfield, and it doesn't work out for you, and it does work out for Cleveland, well, you're losing your job. If you're general manager, head coach, on and on, you're not going to be around long in in, in uh, Charlotte. Baker Mayfield needs a new home. I don't know if he deserves a new home. I admired him last season when he played through an injury. He shouldn't have done it. I admire the fight. I know he wants to play. He's a competitor. I admire it. I think it was dumb. He should have sat down said, look, my left shoulder is uh, injured. I'm going to need surgery. I don't need to be out there getting it knocked around anymore. His agent probably told him, shut it down. Have the surgery. Get ready for next season. Had that been the case, maybe the Browns don't even sign Deshaun Watson. And Jimmy Haslam and the ownership of Cleveland, they've got to be scratching their head now in a what-have-we-done kind of mode. Because you've given Deshaun Watson all of this guaranteed money, and there's no guarantee that he's ever going to suit up, at least this year. At least this year. And how long do these civil suits, if they all go to court, how long is that going to take? That's 26 cases. They won't all go to court. I understand that. You'll have probably two-thirds or more settled outside, uh, settled before they get to trial. I get that. But these could go on for a long, long time. And if you're the Browns, first of all, other owners have lined up against you saying, what are you doing signing this guy to a guaranteed contract? If I'm the Browns, I keep Baker Mayfield. I say, look, he's healthy. Um, He's the the best of our options here. I'm not sure Sam Darnold's an option. Carolina would love to dump Sam Darnold for Baker Mayfield, have the Cleveland Browns pay most of Baker Mayfield's contract and then all of Sam Darnold's contract. Carolina sign up for that in a minute. And let Matt Corral sit and watch Baker Mayfield for a year, two years, whatever it takes before Matt Corral's ready to take over the reins. That is the story as many camps open today. What's going to happen with Baker Mayfield? And as I said, reports are that the talks have gotten very serious between Carolina and Cleveland. Look, you either like Baker Mayfield or you don't like him. He's abrasive. He's got great commercials, right? He lives in the stadium. Those are funny. He's, uh, he can be a media darling, but he can also spout off at the mouth a little bit, be a little too cocky, a little too confident, and sometimes you don't like that. I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. 
you know, I have been since college. I know he took the Oklahoma flag and planted it at midfield on the uh, at Ohio State. I get that. You know, I know he flipped the bird off across the field of the Kansas Jayhawks. Okay. He goes a little too far sometimes. He's flamboyant. But I think he's funny, and I think he's passionate about playing quarterback. If he wasn't passionate about playing quarterback, he wouldn't have been out there the last half of the season last year with a messed up left shoulder. He wouldn't have been. And I think he wants to win. To me, those are all pretty good traits. He's confident. He'll play through injury, and he wants to win. And he's talented. Put those things together, that seems pretty good. And if I'm if I'm Matt Rule, who's on the hot seat in Carolina, I'm going to try to do what I can to get Baker Mayfield there with the knowledge that the Browns want to get rid of him. Right? The knowledge that the Browns want to get rid of him should work in Carolina's favor because you're not going to have to pay all of the salary. How much of that salary is Cleveland willing to eat? And how much of Sam Darnold's salary will they take on? I mean, if you're Carolina, you're in the catbird seat here because you've got a starting quarterback in Sam Darnold. You've got a number, a uh, a first-round draft pick or second-round pick, I think, in Matt Corral. So you've got a couple of good quarterbacks there that can compete for the job. I don't have to have Baker Mayfield. Do I want him? Yes. Do I want him and pay his, uh, I think it's $18 million this year? No. Cleveland, you got to pay some of that. And if you can get them to pay enough and maybe take Sam Darnold off your hands and pay his salary, now we got something. How far is Cleveland willing to go here? Because how far are, are they willing to go to get him off their books, to get him just out of the locker room? Get him out of the locker room. Get him off campus. You know, thank you, but goodbye. It's, it's been a roller coaster. I'm glad we're at the end of this ride. What is the price? The other stories, uh, Lamar Jackson will report to minicamp in Baltimore. Uh, Kyler Murray in Arizona, he's going to report to minicamp as well. Both those guys are waiting on new contracts. Lamar famously doesn't have an agent. His mom acts as as his agent. I know it sounds dangerous, but I'm sure he's getting advice and legal advice. I'm sure he's not uh, doing this all on just him and his mother. These guys are waiting each other out. Kyler Murray. He wants a new contract. He's still got one year left on his uh, rookie deal. Lamar, or maybe two years left. Lamar's got one year left on his rookie deal. Uh, the Ravens have been, at least in public, said they've said the right things. We're going to wait. We're, Lamar, it's up to him. Whenever he wants to do this, we'll get it taken care of. Well, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm going to wait till, you know, end of the season. Because the money's going to go up if you wait, if you don't get injured. That's a huge if, by the way. And Kyler Murray, he's going to bet on himself as well, I think. I think he's going to go through this year betting on himself and saying, you know what, if you don't want to pay me, then I'll go play somewhere else. Same thing for Lamar. If you don't want to pay me at the end of the year, I'll go somewhere else. That's a dangerous game to play if you're an NFL quarterback. It's a dangerous game to play. You are literally one hit away from getting nothing. You're one, and these these are not big dudes. Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray are not big guys. One hit, 
And keep in mind, Lamar Murray, uh, Lamar Jackson has lost Marquise Hollywood Brown, who asked to be traded. He's gone. Kyler Murray will be without uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's suspended for at least the first eight games of the season. So each guy has lost their top target. You can make an argument that in Baltimore, Mark Andrews, the tight end, is the top target. He is, but Hollywood Brown was the deep threat. So you can argue that both these guys taking a chance on A, injury, and B, they don't have their number one receiver anymore. And for Murray, at least for half a season. And for Lamar, he's been traded. So you better, if you're going to bet on yourself, and remember Dak Prescott famously bet on himself. And guess what happened? He got paid. Then he got injured. If he gets injured the year that he bet on himself, then his gamble didn't pay off. But he played great in that year that he bet on himself, and at the end of the year, Jerry Jones had to pay him. Had to pay him. And that's what Lamar's doing, and I think that's what Kyler Murray's going to end up doing. Bet on yourself. I'm going to play great. I'm going to try to lead us to the playoffs, but my numbers are going to be fantastic. I'm going to throw the ball well. I'm going to run the ball well when I have to. And both of these guys can get out of the pocket and run. And I'm not going to get hurt. And you're going to pay me a whole lot of money. $45 million is going to be the number. $45 million a year is going to be the number. Four years, one eighty. That's what That's what these guys are going to get if they can stay healthy, if they can have great seasons without their number one receiver. And if they can do that, and look, the Ravens are going to be really good. If they can do that and get to the playoffs and lead their team into the postseason, then they are going to cash in at the end of the year. But if they don't have a good season, if their teams finish under 500, if they get injured, then that's the gamble you take. A baseball last night, uh, the Braves lost Ozzy Albies. Their second baseman fractured left foot on a swing. He hobbled about halfway down to first base and then went down, and it was like, oh, this is not good. Braves beat Washington 9-5 to last night, but uh, the big news is, uh, and the Braves, that's 12 wins in a row. They're on fire. Ozzy Albee's a big part of that. He's a big part, and so he's going to miss some extensive time. St. Louis came back from a 5-0 deficit, beat Pittsburgh 7-5. to the Reds won in Arizona 5-4. They trailed 4-1, came back and won it. Gut check for Cincinnati on the road. They'll play uh, in Arizona tonight, 9-40 start time. Tyler Maley, 2-5, ERA against Zach Davies for the D-backs, 2-3 with a 4-21 earner and average. Freeway series starts tonight. The Dodgers are coming off a three-game sweep at the hands of the San Francisco Giants. Uh, but uh, they will host their crosstown rivals, the Angels, tonight. And I think it's a three-game set. Angels and Dodgers, 10-10. Dodgers need to get back on the uh, on the good track. They have not been playing good baseball. And manager Dave Roberts guaranteed a World Series victory this year. They got a long way to go here. Best team in the National League, probably still the Dodgers. But the Mets can make an argument. They can make an argument right now. Mets host uh, Milwaukee. That should be a really good series uh, at Citibank Field this week. Tony Burke is going to join me in studio either tomorrow or Thursday. 
He's a prima donna. He hasn't let me know which day he's going to join me, but I'll let you know when I know. Thanks for listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.